Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. That, of course, was Roy McElroy speaking uh, just prior to the start of the Canadian Open, which is uh, beginning tomorrow, uh, talking about live golf and how much he hates it and how this uh, brand new merger between the PGA Tour and uh, live golf will look and how it might feel. But uh, McElroy still has some really strong views as far as not liking live and how this could really impact uh, the future of golf. You know, Joe, uh, earlier in the broadcast, I asked you uh, how you were feeling about this merger 24 hours after the fact. And when I think about my own feelings uh, pertaining to this merger, I've gone from outrage to fear, from outrage to fear, Mm. in large part because when I look at the dollar figures that were being invested into Live Golf, even though very few people were watching and it wasn't necessarily taken seriously and the reputation wasn't that strong, the Saudi Sovereign Wealth Fund reportedly poured in $3 billion into Live Golf. The Saudis were always going to have the upper hand when it comes to the money battle between the two sides. There's a reason why they were offering Tiger Woods reportedly $800 million and others nine figures, because they could do that. And the PGA Tour, in all likelihood, was never going to be able to keep up. So when you look at PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan, take the emotions and take the feelings out of it for just one second. I'm not saying they shouldn't be back in there, and I'm not saying you shouldn't ultimately call him a hypocrite, but take the emotions out of it for one second. He was in a losing battle when it came to going up against Live Golf with all of the money and resources that they were investing into it. And ultimately, Monaghan's goal and his job is to keep the PGA Tour afloat. And so even though this may look like a bad merger, a bad deal, it's entirely possible that Monaghan did not have any other options because the Saudi Public Investment Fund has so much money that they can invest, and it's really, really difficult to keep up. Keep in mind, too, when it comes to the Saudis, that the Saudi Soccer League which signed Cristiano Ronaldo to a $200 million contract last year, wanted to pay more than a billion dollars in wages to bring about other 20 foreign stars, including Lionel Messi. So when it came to soccer, the Saudis were also investing heavily. Now, Messi, uh, this has been reported uh, not that long ago that he's going to come out and say that he is going to Major League Soccer and enter Miami. So Messi is not going to join that group. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the Saudi Soccer League. But at the same time, they are doing their darndest to sports wash. And with all of the resources they have, they may very well succeed in that regard, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I went, I believe it was a month ago, 60 Minutes in that entire segment on sports washing and what is happening, chronicling a lot of the things that we're talking about here. Uh, that Rory clip um, was from yesterday, was that yesterday or this morning? Because I thought that last... was this morning. It... Okay. Okay. I know yeah, I'm seeing this morning. Come out, so... okay. There's a yeah. lot of strong stuff that Rory is going through. Like he's putting all of his cards on the table and all of his very strong opinions on what's going what's gonna to happen and how he feels about this. I mean, he's out there saying, it's hard for me not to sit up here and feel somewhat like a sacrificial lamb. And I wonder if Rory is speaking for much of the tour. Wow. Um, It felt like things were fine 
between the players when the live players were participating in the majors. They can get through that weekend. It's fine. I, I wonder if that's going to be the case moving forward and how this is, this is all going to work. I, I, I can't say that any of us really know. And it, it's what you're talking about, Ed, about how scary it is. Where the power lies. I, I don't know what, what's going to happen moving forward. I don't, I don't think any of us really understand. I need full swing season two. They were there. Right now. <laughs> oh, man, really? Were they? Yeah, oh, they, the gosh. guy, one of the producers tweeted out, yes, we've been here all day yesterday. Like, we caught it all. <gasps> like, all the reaction. Oh. You got to edit this so together to... ASAP. The people need it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. In those meetings, because even I saw Max Homa tweeting, like, I've been a golfer and a caddy all my life. All of a sudden, I find myself on all these business calls today. Like, right. he was like, what is going no. on? Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I might actually watch an episode of Full Swing. If they're going to cover that, but yeah, yeah, there will be some insights there. So, By the way, we got to tack this on. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau <laughs> was on CNN last oh night, God. and I he said, it. "He said <laughs> it's time for Americans to quote unquote move forward and forgive Saudi involvement in 9/11." Oh, my yeah, jaw hit the floor when I read that. Yeah. Yeah, he's also saying on CNN that it's, he wants to stay out of politics. You're on CNN. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. you're on CNN, and what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, I don't. Greed is a hell of I, I a mean, thing, that... hell of a drug, and, and that's so exactly what we're seeing here. And we've well, all yeah, known he, that about Bryson. He's, dumb. he's an idiot. Yeah, for you. Yeah. And but yeah, I mean, and look, that. this is one of the quotes he's from Rory. He's also out the there the saying day. he feels he feels bad, feels bad for the guys that missed out on the live money. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm sure he does. I mean, I, I'm sure he does. Rory said at the end of the day, money talks. You'd rather have them as a partner. So, like, even as spurned as he was, at the end of the day, he's in it for the money too. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just yeah, it's things like, extent, you know, when you try to do the right thing and be loyal to the PGA Tour and kind of, you know, protect that legacy and the prestige that it has, and then you get burned, I'd be so mad. Ugh. Absolutely. And I wonder at the same time, like, if Monaghan didn't have any other options, that the PGA Tour was going to evaporate because – Live Golf just had so much money and so many resources. And then also, too, there, there's the, the legal element because of all the litigation uh, between the two. Maybe some other things would come out, and then that would put the PGA Tour in an even more disadvantage, disadvantageous position. There are a lot of moving parts here that could have made Monaghan's job that much tougher just to keep the tour alive. And again, I'm not saying he handled this well. Not at all. But sometimes in really bad circumstances, you run out of good options. And this may have been the least awful of all of the options available to him. I'm bringing it. uh, Yeah, go ahead, Paul. 
just bringing it full circle. Like, so Monaghan's a distraction right now. This whole thing's a distraction right now. Like, RBC, kind of mm-hmm. whatever. Like, if we have some plays, we can give them out in the next couple minutes or lightning bets. Um, but as far as the U.S. Open coming up, like someone like Rory, who has been the sacrificial lamb, who has been front, of, front and center, you can't not be distracted right now. Like, forget about RBC. But, like, would you fade him at the U.S. Open and or if Monaghan is gone, some, if, if that happens between now and the U.S. Open, it's like, all right, you know what? We got rid of that headache. We're moving forward. Like, does it affect anything? Let's think more about the U.S. Open. Any further thoughts on how that will impact how you're looking at the U.S. Open or anything like that coming up? Why, well, I was going to talk about RBC. Why, why, okay. We're in the heat of this now. Look at what Rory's dealing with. And he's at the podium everywhere he goes. Nobody's talking about Rory 3P. That's what is supposed to be the storyline this week. It's supposed to be about a Rory 3P at the Canadian Open. And nobody cares about that. And Rory is now the face of the PGA Tour. He's, he's the face of golf fans that are, are we're hoping for that the right thing um man is he not distracted do we're a betting network so this is where it where it goes i mean he's the runaway favorite mm-hmm. here he's won it the last two times that is nobody else has won here since 2018 that's when dj won do we fade rory yeah. golf has to be the last thing on his mind now there are some athletes in a situation like this where where i would say no laser focus He's gonna have that look in his eye where maybe you would back them. I I would I would tend to uh, look on the fade side. Yeah, I think the same. I mean that that hashtag narrative with Rory is pretty much the only thing that has me interested in the RBC Canadian Open, just because I'm so <laughs> right. curious to see how he responds. He is the favorite. He won it twice, like you said, and he was someone I was looking to fade even before. And then last week, it seemed like he was maybe starting to turn things around, and now all this blows up in his face. Oh man. It's going to take a lot of strength to block all that out and perform well this weekend. My answer is that, first off, a lot of the top players aren't playing in the Canadian Open. Uh, Rory mm-hmm. is, and you know, a couple of other you know, high-profile guys are. But for the most part, this is the, the middle class and lower class playing in a tournament like this. So, you know, I was already, exactly, Aaron, I was expecting to fade uh, Rory as a plus 450 favorite already with Mm -hmm. Terrell Hatton being uh, second shortest at 11 to one. So there's already a massive dropout from, drop off from first place to second place. But let's say McElroy misses the cut for whatever reason, because he's too distracted. (laughs) Well, now he's got some Mm -hmm. time and space to calm himself down and be prepared for the U.S. Open. So the short answer, Paul, is... It doesn't affect my handicapping too much just because those who would be in contention at the U.S. Open will have some time to digest this anyway. And the guys who are playing at the Canadian Open, like Rory, they may not make the cut anyway, and then they'll have that additional time to digest it. So in that regard, uh, it's not affecting my U.S. Open bets very much. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Jason Logan brings us his favorite bets for Game 3 of the NBA Finals right here on the BetQL Network.